This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. He is with us every Friday at this time. It is the highlight of his week. He is Jeff Darlington, ESPN <laughs> NFL insider, joining Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Uh, Jeff, I guess the first thing I should just say is, you know, now that you're doing this with us every week, you're welcome. I didn't know I was. This is the first I've learned of this. Well, okay. guess what you are. <laughs> what are I pretty that, much just threw it out there to ESPN make it happen. Right there. <laughs> what a thrill. What a thrill. You know? Oh, that wow. Says, uh, there, goes my, there goes my Friday golf round. Awesome. <laughs> I uh, super pumped. Uh, yeah. Jeff, just a heads up. In terms of this show, you don't have to take it that serious. You can still play golf. Put the oh, AirPods no in, you'll question. be fine. Right. Maybe that's what I will do. And I'll oh. just walk you guys through. When Next week, I might play, and I'll just walk you through my hole. Oh. And we'll, uh, you know, take a, we'll take a stroll together. Carlin, I was thinking of you. I was studying up for my uh, game this weekend, reading different uh, notes around the league and whatnot. I'm going to be at the Commanders game. And uh, I learned that uh, nachos are going to be half off in the stadium on really? Sunday at the Commanders game. Yeah, really. Uh, well, yeah. of course you would think of Carlin, of but here's the problem, <laughs> it's all, Jeff. He it's thought all of Carlin I, I, right away. Thought of you. Uh, and uh, listen, I appreciate that you did, and I have a hot take for it right away. Uh, stadium nachos, please. I mean, you should be that should that should cost you fifty cents. They should pay you to eat yeah, stadium nachos. But but but. Tell me you don't enjoy them. You, I, if I you sit there with a plate of nachos in that cheese that is not actual cheese, you you absolutely do enjoy them. There's no chance. I absolutely don't. If it's a round nacho chip and a cheese sauce, that's not nachos. That's lazy. And do you think I got this body by accident by just putting anything into it? <laughs> no. I have very specific tastes. Now, when I find something I, I like, I load up, obviously. That is an assault on my palate that I won't allow to happen. Well, I'm so sorry to, uh, you know, burden you with the 50% off top. I thought you'd be excited about this. I, you know, I guess listen, we're getting off on the wrong foot. No, they it's do, not getting I off will, on the wrong foot. Here's the deal. I will look into each week. They do each week, and I don't cover many commanders games, but I'll still look into it. Each mm-hmm. week, they have a discounted food item in the stadium. <laughs> so That's how we know they have new ownership. <laughs> I'll run it past you, (laughs) and we'll see uh, if you approve or disapprove of this this gesture. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. Um, Let's start with uh, some of the other things going on in the league until we get to specifically that game. Bryce Young not playing. Anthony Richardson not practicing. Uh, You know, these guys are taking some hits for sure, and that's something that's got to get out of their system. How much concern here is there for these younger quarterbacks right now who are the mobile guys that haven't really learned that lesson yet? Right. I mean, Anthony Richardson dealing with the concussion that uh, has him in line to – looks like he's not practicing today and would put him in line to miss this game. Um, You know, that is obviously always concerning, the concussions. But, uh, you know, those those can happen – um, to, to every veteran, to the rookie, whatever. Bryce Young, to me, is much more concerning because I've seen nothing in the first two weeks that suggests all of the concerns that were often dismissed you know, by people saying, oh, but he's so talented throughout the draft process. We're starting to see them kind of come to the surface a little bit. Uh, he, I mean, that, 
that team doesn't isn't doing him much in the way of providing offensive line help. I don't think that line is built for to protect a guy like Bryce. But um, so far, I, I, I do I am concerned about his durability, uh, especially behind an offensive line like the one Carolina is currently fielding. Jeff, speaking of injuries, big one out of Dallas yesterday. Trayvon Diggs, their top cornerback, goes down for the season with an ACL injury. How does this shake up the balance of power in the NFC? How big of a blow is it for the Cowboys? It is a big blow. They're looking uh, pretty brilliant for signing Stephon Gilmore this offseason because, uh, unlike in the past, the Cowboys actually seem some. I think we lost Jeff for a second. He's oh, not wow. happy. He did all that work to get you the nacho info, and then you spit on him. Oh, do you feel like got I spit on him? There we go. There, there we he go. is. Now we got if you we're back. If I do this every week, I'm going to have to have ESPN send me a phone that works. You there know? we go. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, little fledgling so company. <laughs> yeah. Diggs, uh, Diggs, by the way, uh, Stephon Gilmore, they signed him with this offseason, which is huge. They actually seem like they've got some pretty good depth. Uh the Cowboys this year. So I don't think they can replace him, but uh, Deron Bland, I think will move over to the outside. I think that they're at least in decent shape to be able to withstand this blow, albeit uh, a pretty massive blow. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL insider joining us. He's at Bill's commanders this weekend. Uh, I got to ask you about the Nick Chubb situation in, in, uh, Cleveland, Kareem Hunt comes in. They say he's going to play, but I'm wondering how much this changes the offense, especially when we look at what has gone on with Deshaun Watson so far and, frankly, his ineffectiveness. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that they, even if Nick Chubb was healthy and hadn't endured that injury, we should be talking about the concern with the Browns' offense. Uh, Deshaun Watson looks very average for being the highest played player in the history of football uh, in terms of guaranteed money. I mean, it is it is wild to me that that we are in this situation with the Browns where Watson is not looking otherworldly after, you know, basically excusing him all of last season due to rust. Um, he, I mean, this is a total embarrassment to the Browns organization uh, if, in fact, Deshaun Watson can't turn it around. And now without Nick Chubb, it's going to be a lot more difficult. But here's the deal. This is not a situation – when you get paid that much as a quarterback, you've got to elevate your team no matter who is on offense. So if you've got Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt as your two backs now, uh, you should be able to elevate them. And if he can't, uh, that is a re- another reason why the Browns should not have paid him. Tale of two seasons so far for the Buffalo Bills. Horrific in week one against the right. Jets. Fantastic last week against the Raiders. What's the word coming out of Buffalo regarding Josh Allen? Whether or not he's going to be able to make some progress with these turnovers. Yeah, I mean, it looked a lot better in week two. Uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, in fact, after that performance, looked much more efficient, more willing to you know stay in the pocket and, and not just run and, and wreak havoc on his body. I think that uh, it was a good sign. Um, you know, week one, what a weird loss that was against the Jets with Aaron Rodgers going down and still losing the game because of all the turnovers. Uh, it just looked like Josh wasn't doing all the things that people expected him to do after talking about it all offseason. But week two, definitely looking much better. And look, if they get a win over the 2-0 and commanders, um, they're, to me, they're right back kind of where we had them going into the season. 
Jeff, talk to me about the enemy effect in Washington. You know, it wasn't all that long ago that we were hearing players complain that they were getting coached up too much, and now uh, they have gotten off to a good start, and the offense looks like it's pretty good with Sam Howell. Yeah, it does. So tell me about how this dynamic has kind of come together, and if we have all just underestimated Eric enemy as a coordinator. Uh, I don't know yet. Um, I just, I think that for me, I mean, look, a perfect example right now is Brian Dayball in New York. Um, last year, we were ready to basically, you know, say that this is the answer for the Giants' woes. He's he's going to be great. And then two games in, people are already like, well, wait a second. Is this offense what we thought it was? I think that we really need a full body of work from – um, and here's the deal. I, I shouldn't even say that because Eric Bieniemy put forth a pretty good body of work in Kansas City. But when we're assessing him, we all know that we're assessing him now as the clear uh, mastermind of Washington's offense. Ron Rivera being a defensive guy, Sam Howell being an upstart quarterback. It's not Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes anymore. So um, he deserves a ton of credit for these first two games. But to say that um, that this is a resounding success, I I, I mean, I'm not – doubting him i'm not saying that he he doesn't already deserve the respect but i do want to see you know a full season before uh, i'm willing to say that yeah that was this is obviously um you know a total success for washington all right jeff last one uh you travel quite a bit who is the worst kind of traveler to be sitting next to on a plane oh I wouldn't know. First class is so much easier. Oh, wow. <laughs> you no, know, I, I, I knew I you were going to go yes. that route. Like, it was so, big, it was hey, so predictable. Uh, no, back up. I, I'm a big JetBlue and Southwest guy out of Fort Lauderdale, okay? All right? Man of the people. Then you've been, uh, the, worst people. Then you've been exposed to it. This is what I'm saying. People. I, I get a little, I get a little, like, food for some reason smells a lot worse on a plane. And yeah. I, I people have to eat. But when someone brings, like, food from like home or something yeah. Yeah. that that is that is just like a very potent so that that bothers me a bit yeah uh you know who really one of my biggest pet peeves maybe not someone i sit next to but you know when the when the uh the bell goes off at the end and everybody stands up i yeah. can't stand the people who don't wait their turn for the orderly d- dismissal like yeah. one row at a time and then you get the guy, and it's not like – if he doesn't have a bag, I get it. Like, he, he's going to kind of push forward a little bit. But if he's got a bag like everybody else and tries to move up, like, th- that's anarchy, you know? That's anarchy. <laughs> that's, listen, you both lay out good ones, but you don't have the, the, the worst one. The worst one are the people who think they can take their shoes and socks off and just go barefoot. Yeah, well – This is, this yeah, is not the beach. True. This is not the pool. It's a, it's a metal tube that dozens of us are sharing – Taking the shoes and the socks off and going barefoot as if, like, that's, you know, oh, I'm relaxed. I can't believe no one else has figured out how to relax like this. We have. We just have a sense of decorum. Yeah, what, I, about, what about just socks? What if, what if you know you just put those socks on, they're clean socks, and nobody knows? But you don't, like, That's not the end of the that? world to me. That's not the end of the world. It's the barefoot thing is just – the uh, barefoot, barefoot is too just, casual. I mean, repulsive. Yeah. They're like wearing the shorts barefoot, on a plane. I can't yeah. even wear shorts on a plane. Your legs oh, wow. stick to that disgusting seat. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? 
Is that wow. too? Is that too far? No, that's a, that's just an enlightening take. I, I had never heard that before. I find that to be enlightening. Nothing wrong with that. As you can be yourself wore, here, Jeff. As somebody that wore shorts on a plane yesterday, you're out of your mind. No, you, I, you wear shorts in February. Well, How no, do you I wear don't. shorts on a plane? Guy. First of all, it's colder on the plane than anywhere else. Second of all, it's just like your legs are exposed to all that. Like, put on some pants. Right. Number all one, right. have you seen me? And number two, you're welcome because my calves are sublime. You are I just realized wrong. who the worst person to sit next to is. There you go. <laughs> you, you brought it all the way around, Darlington. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, I asked a question because, admittedly, getting on the plane yesterday, I was a disaster. I was an absolute disaster. I am hitting the chair in front of me as I'm trying to pluck stuff out of my bag. They tell me I have to check one bag that I didn't anticipate checking. It's a whole disaster and i every time i travel and i am trying to do anything it is tommy boy in the bathroom on the plane that's what it is <laughs> that, that's what it is carlin versus joe tommy. espn radio series xm channel 80 presented by progressive insurance the 49ers look like frankly a juggernaut right now so What's going to stop them from winning it all? We'll tell you in moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Towards the end zone, it is caught by Ronnie Bell. Touchdown, San Francisco. Purdy going to throw one deep, wide for deep. Oh, made the catch on the back shoulder. Touchdown, San Francisco. They're a top three team in the National Football League. Their quarterback is athletic. He doesn't put the ball in harm's way. This is a complete football team, and they're only going to get better. Joe, it's not that it took last night, but last night I officially became a Brock Purdy believer. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. What, What is it that did it for you? I think it was just how well he handled the blitz last night and the numbers 
are staggering. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. So the Giants, this was from Ralph Vacchiano, I believe, had this. The Giants blitzed him 84% of the time last night. I believe it was on 31 pass plays of 39 altogether. They blitzed Brock Purdy. He went 20 of 31 on those pass plays. I mean, he was taking advantage of it left and right. And for me, I've talked about the offensive line being a bit of an issue for the 49ers, but Brock Purdy was the much bigger issue. Was it just lightning in a bottle last year? Clearly it was not. And whether you want to give all the credit to Kyle Shanahan or to Purdy himself, whoever gets the credit, it's working. And this guy's for real. He, as long as he is, you know, working in that system with that talent, is going to be effective because he does not throw the ball away. Or he does not throw the ball away to the other team, I mean. And, and Joe, for me, in a lot of ways, even though I'm not ready to put them ahead of the Eagles, that puts the 49ers right there to win a championship this year, not just in that discussion, but uh, in the top three to four in that discussion without even much trouble at all. I was hesitant before because of the Purdy factor. I'm not anymore. The first drive, <clears throat> excuse me, in which the Niners drove down the field and ended up settling for a field goal, Purdy was going out of his way to try to turn that ball over. This is not to, to counter your point because he did play a very good game and he's been very good since he took over. But he was he was itching to throw an interception. He threw at least at least at least three problematic passes that could have been picked off. But the Giants couldn't capitalize. The Niners kicked the field goal. Purdy went on to have a really good game. This has got to chap the rear end of so many teams around the NFL that the Niners continuously lose quarterbacks. Like Purdy isn't here starting. Because they identified him as this great talent coming out of Iowa State, drafted him high, developed him, and then gave him the job. He's here because Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance both got hurt last year. Like, that's how we got to Brock Purdy. Trey Lance was supposed to be the starter, got hurt. Garoppolo wasn't even supposed to be with the Niners. They told him to stay away from camp because they wanted to trade him and they didn't want to risk injury. But when Lance went down, they brought him back. And then... Garoppolo gets hurt, I believe, the Miami game. Purdy steps in, and the rest is history. This has got to chap the rear end of the Chicago Bears, who can't seem to figure it out with Justin Fields, the New York Jets, who can't figure it out with Zach Wilson, and any other team out there that has used high draft picks on guys that can't even play competent football. And then here's Brock Purdy, 25-37, 310 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, barely breaks his sweat, blowing out the Giants on Thursday night football. I mean, a lot of it's the system, the supporting talent, the coach, but he is taking full advantage of his opportunity as the last pick in the draft two drafts ago. Neutral field right now. 49ers-Eagles. What's the spread on that game and who wins that game? That is a great question. An absolutely great question. I think the spread on that game is, right? First number that comes to mind is Niners minus one. Okay. Niners minus one. It's going to be, it's not, it's certainly not going to be much more than that. No. And who wins that game? Slight edge to the Niners right now. Yeah. 
slight edge, just like with the points. Right? I, and I'm not confident. Like, I'll come on here with confident picks. Some I'll get right, some I'll get wrong. Mm-hmm. I have no confidence in that. You put those two on a neutral right now, flip a coin, I'll take that result. I'm an Eagles fan, so I try not to be biased with that. Yeah. But the Niners are very well run on both sides of the ball. Very well run. The Eagles' ability to disrupt what Purdy wants to do could be the difference because Jalen Hurts can combat pressure better than Purdy, in my in my opinion. Yeah. He's, he's more mobile. He can get outside the pocket. He can make things happen with his legs. But that was kind of my point with the blitz thing, okay, is, is he did settle in and handle it fine, and this is what has put them I, – I totally agree with everything you said, except I would slightly give Philadelphia the edge just based on uh, kind of what you have talked about and the fact that they – last year beat them and i know it wasn't with purdy but they still win that game without him so until they get knocked off that's why but that's that's a game that ends less than a field goal i absolutely am on board with that and and for me that's really the 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 remarkable aspect of shanahan here how do you do this like people you mentioned the bears they haven't been able to get their mike mcdaniel they're Kyle Shanahan. Like, they have not found that guy. There are so many organizations that have just not found that guy that can take your quarterback and make him that much better. Like, even if you took Shanahan out of the equation right now, what would the Jets give you for Brock, but give to have Brock Purdy on that team? I mean, they would feel amazing about their opportunity to win this year with Brock Purdy as opposed to Zach Wilson if Purdy had been the backup. It, Based it, on what we've seen, yeah, you'd feel a lot better because Wilson just hasn't shown you anything. He, no. he At no point has he even looked capable of being a backup in this league. But even if the, Purdy's like, not as good as he is with Shanahan, as long as he's not screwing it up. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's I, the thing. It, he's how a do gamer. You to, how, how do you take that guy and turn him into this? Yeah. How he's do you a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a guy. He was like that at Iowa State. He's got a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of bravado. You need that as a quarterback. You need to come into the league with some swagger and know you can win these games late. But it does come down to the development. I mean, some of these teams just do not understand how important it is to hire a good head coach and develop your team. What's your identity going to be? Going back to the Bears, they have no idea what their identity is. You know, one decade, it's all about defense. Then the next decade, now all of a sudden they want to go offense. Remember when they hired Mark Tressman. Tressman was an, a quarterback guru. He had spent a lot of time developing quarterbacks. He worked in the Canadian Football League. He'd worked in the NFL. He hadn't necessarily been, you know, a, a big time premier NFL head coach, but he's a quarterback developer. He couldn't get it right. Like the thing with teams like Chicago is if you go all the way to the, to, to the top with ownership, that's the problem. It's just bad ownership and it trickles all the way down. Bad ownership in Chicago, bad ownership in Arizona. Every now and again, you stumble into some picks and perhaps a coach who can get you somewhere. Bruce Arians, Carson Palmer in Arizona. Yeah, they were competent. But long term, a lot of these franchises, they're an afterthought. You're never going to have to worry about them because it's bad ownership groups who continue to screw things up. Woody Johnson in the Jets. Do we view Woody Johnson as a great owner? There's a reason that team has been terrible for as long as they have. Listen. He's going out and buying, you know, diamond-encrusted Woody necklaces. That's been his biggest, uh, you know, addition to the team this year, other than wanting to go get Aaron Rodgers and that fell apart on him. I mean, look. Yeah, there are I mean, I, I, I applaud the shot at Rodgers. That was smart, but, 
you know, it, that doesn't erase everything else that's been taking place no. there. No, absolutely not. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. You know, there's one NFL team that every other team is going to have to pay attention to if they win this weekend. And Joe, just a minute ago, talked about a lack of identity. There was a shocking statement from one of the organizations that 99 times out of 100 gets it right yesterday. And it came from the quarterback. You'll hear that next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Play action fake, he's back. There's and the ball is out of his field. Yes. Pick it up. And that's TJ Watt running for the end zone. Steelers with the touchdown. I started the game with a pick six and was massive. Obviously, there's a lot of things we want to correct, but we'll take tonight and celebrate. Let's call what it was the other night. That For the Steelers, that was a gift win. Their offense is completely lost. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh. Did you see the comment from Kenny Pickett this week? You know, we saw the um, Steeler fans at the game chanting, Fire Canada. And we both agree they should be singing Blame Canada. Blame Canada. It would Blame be a, Canada. It would be so amazing if they would do that. So, I, somebody should organize that. They should absolutely organize that out in Pittsburgh. Get on it, people, will you? Get it done. But <laughs> Because he does deserve a lot of the blame. But then, you know, this is kind of, to me, a not-so-veiled shot from the quarterback, from Kenny Pickett, on this situation offensively. We've got to find it. I mean, clearly we don't have one. Um, we need to stay together, like I keep saying. Um, it's a team game. It's an ultimate team game. One guy does something wrong and one play as an offense. It usually doesn't go your way. So we got to stay together. Um, don't let the popcorn effect happen where it's one guy each play, um, which is just, you know, comes with staying at it and working. He was asked specifically about the identity of the offense, and he said, we don't have one. So let's see. You've got Najee Harris, who a few years ago they spent a first-round pick on, and his career, we can talk about the offensive line all you want, they can't run the ball with him. 3.9 a carry for his career. You've got George Pickens, who everybody not three weeks ago is saying is going to be the second coming. And Kenny Pickett, well, he's figured it out. He's going to be great. He has been less than stellar so far. That offense is just flat-out bad, Joe. It's bad. And I have to believe that the offensive coordinator plays a big role when they have 
spent the resources and the time and the money that they have in trying to improve that offensive line, which had been bad for a few years. 29th in the NFL in yards per play at 4.3. If that's what they maintain for the entire season, that would rank dead last by a mile compared to last year's standard. You do have an identity. You stink. That's your identity. There's your identity. You don't do a whole lot. You're very slow and plodding. Uh, 26th in scoring. And keep in mind, 26th in scoring because Deshaun Watson gave your defense two touchdowns. You didn't score those touchdowns on offense. They did. So here we go. How is this going to get fixed? It's been a problem. This is year two of Kenny Pickett. It's supposed to go to the next level. They invested a lot of resources in the offensive line. And what's got to chap them right now is you are one and one, fortunate to be there. Cleveland doesn't look like they're going to be as great as I may have been touting because Watson stinks and the Bengals are down. And if you look around the rest of the AFC as we continue to talk, there's opportunity here. Yeah. Like if you're one of these fringe teams like the Steelers were before the season started, there's opportunity. You can't be squandering it because you don't have a good offensive coordinator. Pittsburgh can't find itself in that situation. All right. It's not as if Canada is in his first year on the job. If he was understandable, but he's not. His job is to get this offense up to snuff. It's to develop a first-round pick in Kenny Pickett and turn him into a franchise quarterback. And if you can't get that done, you're just going to be wasting years of a cost-effective contract which is the best possible contract to have in all the sports because it allows you to spend everywhere else. So it's only two weeks, and game one was against the Niners, but, I mean, Daniel Jones was able to move the ball a little bit last night, Carlin, on the road on a short week. Pittsburgh couldn't even do that. Yeah, I mean, I I guess. I mean, (laughs) dear God, Daniel Jones. If he can do that against the 49ers and even have any kind of level of success, even though it was what? I think they finished with less than 200 yards of offense. Missing Um, two starting offensive linemen and Barkley. They still hung 10. The Steelers only hung three. Can you hang 10? I mean, is hanging 10 points on somebody really hanging it on them? I think they hung 12, if I'm, if well, I'm if yes, being but I, accurate. But, but yeah, you're, not, you're not hanging where 12. Where's the number where you can use that phrase, hang it, on them? Uh, See, to me, yeah, probably 28. 28, 30. yeah, yeah hanging 30. I mean, you take a look at what the league average is. It's got to be above that. If it was something like we hung 28 on them, that's four touchdowns. That sounds good. Hey, buddy, I hung the goose egg on you last week. <laughs> that's the way you start talking. No, I don't, I don't know. You don't hang a goose egg. I think you put a goose egg on somebody. <laughs> that's Like fair. we put it on them. Yes, exactly. But I was talking about the offense uh, uh, talking yes. trash after scoring no points. Uh, tune in for college football action tomorrow. It's Utah hosting UCLA coverage beginning 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Joe, if the Washington Commanders win tomorrow, it's time to start respecting what they're doing. If they beat the Buffalo Bills, and I think they're going to. I mean, when I said tomorrow, I meant Sunday, obviously. I think they're going to beat the Bills. I really whoa. do. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I'm sorry. The first time you said that, it just kind of was in one ear and out the other, and I didn't yeah. pay it the respect it deserved. You are calling for the commander upset of the Bills, who are currently a six-point favorite. That's correct. And, and listen, you know I've been down on the Bills, right? You mm-hmm. know that I don't believe they're a good team and they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they're an okay team. I think they're a eight-win team. I think they have taken steps backward. But and a, a big part of it is what's happened with their offense. I'm not getting excited by hanging it on the Raiders last week. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But I, I look at the commanders defensively. I'm very impressed with what – they do, and I have been for a while. They're a very good defensive team. And their offense is it, its representative now, at least, 
Eric Bieniemy has made them a respectable offense, even with Sam Howell. The one thing you got to factor in for this game, and there's several other games that could be impacted by this as well, is I believe it's, is it Hurricane Ophelia? Uh, I'm is not it, sure. Does what it have a name yet? I didn't know it had a name yet. I don't know if it has a name. I, I don't want to get, I'm, I'm not a weatherman. So why is I it always, be out here. Know, I know, but why is it like always Ophelia? Why can't it just be Ralph, you know? How do you have a take Ralph? on everything today? Yeah, it's okay to take a playoff when it comes to take. You it's can take Friday, a playoff. I'm sorry. I, you I, went I, nuts I, on the nachos earlier when Darlington was trying to set you up with just some nice information. You're upset about airline travel today. You, the big man's all worked up. The big man is all worked up. What are you doing? You got a game to call tomorrow. You're at the big house right now. It's a fair point. Are you it, hungry? Do you need some lunch? I'm getting a little hungry. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay, we're getting yeah. there. But we still got um, time. <laughs> we got to once we get past the hurricane and meteorology takes, there is the potential uh, for the forecast to be messy in Washington, Baltimore, and along the eastern seaboard. I was looking at the Baltimore game earlier. It looks like it's going to rain all weekend long. Ooh. So when you're talking about the Bills who love to throw the ball all over the yard, Washington plays a, a certain style of defense that's pretty conducive to playing some smash mouth football there. You could be in a spot where that upset comes through. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. You threw it at me. I thought about it. I was like, no, nah, I don't. I mean, Buffalo looks like they got right. No, no, no. This game, if it's messy and it slows down the Bills, that's that's big for you. Do you still trust the Bills? Am I at a line here saying I don't trust the Bills right now? No, I, I have a higher opinion of them than you do. I think they'll be a playoff team. I think they're going to be there. But I, they're, they're, they've shown enough over the last, shall we say, year, maybe eight months to warrant a second look. You go back a couple years ago when they lost that overtime game in Kansas City in the playoffs. Yeah. We were all ready to anoint them the next big thing in the AFC. Yep. A lot of people were excited about them. It was only a matter of time before the Bills and Josh Allen won their Super Bowl and their MVP. And since then, they've, they've given you some reason for pause. They've had a little bit of dysfunction in there with Steph Diggs. There's rumors about what happened with the head coach and the defensive coordinator. And now McDermott's calling the plays. You know, week one, they look terrible against the Jets. They turn the ball over a lot. So there are certainly some red flags when it comes to how deep a team like Buffalo can go. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. In moments last week, we did pretty darn well. And we gave yeah. you some losers yesterday. But, Joe, it is the ESPN Radio Pick'em, and uh, we put it on them last week, so to speak, didn't we? We, yeah. we did. We put it on everybody last week, Carlin. Yeah. So it's about time that you start writing these down in ink and not in pencil. Picks next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. You're damn right it is. There's a certain show that went 3-0 last week. boy. Yeah. Now, I do have to give credit where credit is due. I thought I was phenomenal last week in allowing you to take the games that you wanted to take. I thought I really contributed well there in saying, you know what, go ahead, I'll go for the ride here. And uh, I think it was my decision-making that really carried us home. 
It was strong delegation on your behalf to understand that you are very weak in this arena and I am very strong. So lead with strength. I mean, we're overstating it a bit. Very are we? Are, is, is it I, is it a conversation you started that you now no longer want to be a part of? I I, I don't doubt your strength. I don't. I certainly would put myself behind you uh, in knowledge of this, but uh, weak. Eh. <laughs> that feels unnecessarily harsh. Let's get to it. How about right. it? Well, so wait, 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 go, wait, wait, wait. Do we yep. know the overall standings? What are the show standings? Do. Yeah, I've got the standings okay, right here. Go ahead. I'm about to go through them. So after our three and a week, we are now four and two. Strong. We are sitting tied for second with Freddie and Harry at four and two. Okay. Game night. Q Myers is on a heater. Five and one thus far. He's a Vegas guy. No there surprises there. Q Vegas checking in. Then you've got on Sportsmanlike at three and three. Amber and Ian two and four, and Greeny one and five. Well, Greeny, no... who who is doing the opposite, is doing uh, in picking his games. As a result, is doing the opposite of winning. Well, that's the Hembo show, so no surprise there to see them struggling to figure out how to keep things going. Um, Amber and Ian, if this were college football, I have a feeling that they would be far stronger. Far yeah. stronger. That's a good college show right there. So I, I'm, I'm, we're very happy to not be in that arena against them. Harry and Freddie tied with us. No surprise. Very Two smooth operators, two very savvy, sophisticated picksmen. That's what I like to call it, picksmen. We make picks our picks. Yeah. So we're, we're in good shape. we got to chase down Q, though. Q knows what he's doing, so we no room for error here. All right, so let's not waste any time. Let's get to the games. Patriots at Jets. Oh. Of course. Pats of course. This is the half. first one. Yeah, right out of the gate. Pats minus two and a half visiting the Jets. Uh, also, factor in the weather there, too, because the forecast is for bad weather on Sunday uh, in New Jersey for bad rain. That game is on ESPN Radio with Steve Levy and Mike Tannenbaum calling all the action. Uh, I'll let you begin with the action or with the uh, analysis since we, you know, that worked okay last week. So please, uh, the floor is yours. I'm not okay. So I'm gonna. I'll start with this. Not overly confident in where I'm at on this game. I'll, okay. I'll just right out of the gate. Uh, Zach Wilson versus Bill Belichick. Zero and four lifetime. Fifty percent completions. You have a situation where he's thrown two TDs, seven interceptions. It's rough, man. It's really rough what he's done. I don't want to lay points with the New England Patriots right now. But if it's gonna be messy and sloppy and low scoring and tight, that Jet offensive line is very troublesome to me in that situation. As is the quarterback who has a tough time holding onto the football lean Patriots here can be swayed to the Jets though if you really like them no I don't really like them I need to see it actually happen first and the Patriots offense does absolutely nothing for me but having said that just given what the Wilson history is I'm going to count on the Patriots defense scoring in this game which I don't think is a big leap so I'm <laughs> with you Pats minus two and a half let's bet that prop we can bet that that prop defensive touchdown. We'll do it. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say Zach Wilson throwing a pick, which I think is about minus nine thousand. Yeah, if I risk, had to take a look right now, risk your house to win one dollar. <laughs> Saints at Packers. Saints are two point favorites in Green Bay. I, I think that's wrong. Yeah, 
You think it's Packers minus two? It's, it's been pa- Packers have been the favorites all week. They were minus three on the look ahead. It was minus one and a half all week. All unless right. some major injury was just announced that I didn't see. But you got to wake up early in the morning to slide one past Joey Fortenball. You do. You do. So it is Packers minus two over the Saints. Having said that, it doesn't change my feeling on this game. I am all over the Packers on this game. I don't think the Saints are going to Lambeau Field and winning that game. And the Saints might be 2-0, and but but they're not 2-0. and You know what I mean? Like, they don't look like a 2-0 and team. They don't look like a good football team. They don't have a good football coach with Dennis Allen. I don't see them going into Green Bay. I'm not a full-on Jordan Love believer yet. I don't think they're winning in Green Bay. What say you? I'm with you on this one. We have show agreement. couple things. Look ahead line on this, which are the point spreads that come out 10 days in advance or 11 days in advance. Uh, the look ahead line had Green Bay minus three. It's useful to look at those numbers, then watch what happens over the weekend, then see if there's any over adjustments. Some of the adjustments are proper. Some might be over adjustments. I feel that this is an over adjustment. Green Bay got knocked from minus three down to as low as minus one in some spots right now because they lost a tight one at Atlanta. All right, I don't see any shame in that. They could have won that game. But now they're coming home for their home opener. They're not even laying the customary field goal against the Saints team that beat Tennessee very close, low scoring. They beat Carolina very close, low scoring. They don't look good on offense. I don't trust Dennis Allen as a head coach. I don't trust Derek Carr as a quarterback. Back-to-back road games, short week off a Monday nighter. I don't know what I'm missing here. I'm with you. Let's play the Packers. Yeah, so we're on the Packers. There we go. Bills at Commanders. Uh, the official line we're using here is six and a half. I don't know where that line is coming from, but I will still uh, speak just as glowingly about the commanders as I did earlier. Now, you were not on this, so I'm curious as to hear your take. I, I'm on the commanders in this game, especially if the weather's like that. What say you? You're calling for the upset, so it's going to be very tough for me to step in front of that bus and say, no, 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 not only is it wrong, you also should be laying six No, but I, don't want, I want you to way. do this with your head, not with your, your show heart. I need to see that you're willing to, you know, split us up if need be, if it means winning money. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it smart here. I'm going to side with you because if you get this one wrong after I was red hot last week, boy, are you in trouble come Fair. Monday. Fair. So you this is going to be a very savvy, selfish play here. I will agree with you, support you, hype you up, build you up, but I will also be the first person to tear you down should this pick not work in our yep. favor. That This <laughs> is what we would call a Joey can't lose game. <laughs> right. Because if I'm right, we win, and if I'm wrong, you bury me. Right, and this is what you tried to do to me last week. It was very sophisticated on your behalf. I was able to slide past it. Now I am returning the favor. I am. You have to hold serve now. Yeah, and now you're putting <laughs> it back on me, which I know how that's going to work out. I know exactly how that's going to work out. This is going to end up devolving into a situation where we're keeping track of our individual picks and we're not even competing <laughs> against the other shows. It just ends up Carlin versus Joe. On In ESPN a bloodbath. <laughs> All right, so our picks this week. You've got the Patriots minus two and a half over the Jets. Again, that game on ESPN Radio this weekend with Steve Levy and Mike Tannenbaum. We've got the Packers minus two over the Saints, and we have got the Commanders uh, plus six and a half against the Bills, over the Bills. So those are our picks for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. I expect 
that at this time next week when we are giving our week four picks, we will talk about being at least tied for first place yeah. then. That's what yeah. I am expecting uh, in that case. Uh, do you? Is there any one of our picks that if you could change it, you would? No, it's the format I don't like. Q going last in the day, he gets to hear what everyone else picks. I don't That's think fair. anyone's realized this, but he is at a huge strategic advantage with this. That's an excellent point. That's an yeah. excellent point. Now, he still has to be right, but there is an advantage in doing what he is doing. So already, once again, you are calling chicanery yeah. on everybody else. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.